بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما والحقنا بعبادك الصالحين أما بعد In tonight's recitation a great deal was recited about Sayyidina Musa salam's interaction with his nation. From the time he was in Egypt uh, inviting Fir'aun and also his nation to the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how his own nation rebelled against him, how they turned against him. And Sayyidina Musa salam at the time when the Bani Israel were oppressed and downtrodden, what was the approach that he took? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that Musa alayhi salam said to his people that make a qibla a point of worship in your establish it in your house and establish salah so he turned them to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because conditions which come in the life of a person are created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to change those conditions we turn to the changer of conditions that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us of how the Bani Israel also asked for strange things and the bad actions that they carried out in their disobedience and rebellion against Sayyidina Musa Although he was the Nabi to them, yet he had to make sabr and he had to persevere with them because of the way they would rebel. So they passed by a group of people and they saw these people worshipping a statue, an idol. And they said to Sayyidina Musa salam, we also want to worship some Make for us an ilah, make for us an ilah or a deity that we can worship the way these people are worshiping this physical figure in front of them. Musa salam in his disappointment said, You are nothing but an ignorant nation. Do you not even understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is beyond having any forms? Allah doesn't have any shape. And you are looking at something which is contingent and something which is so limited, man made, and you wish to compare that to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It does not make sense. So, this is the type of mentality that he had, that they had and he had to deal with. At one stage, Musa salam instructed his brother Sayyidina Harun salam to stay with the Bani Israel while he was receiving revelation. When he came back, he found them worshipping a calf. A little bit of separation and a slight opportunity they would deviate and they would turn away. And Sayyidina Musa salam reprimanded his brother Sayyidina Harun salam that I left you to look after them. He said, oh my brother, do not embarrass me in front of these people. It was very near that they would kill me. I was trying to stop them from their disobedience and worshipping this calf, but they rebelled and they threatened my life. And this is the reason why I was unable to stop them. Then Sayyidina Musa salam makes a supplication and dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for goodness in this, in this world. Inna ilayk. So he made dua for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless him with guidance in this world and goodness in the akhirah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to Sayyidina Musa salam, as it is mentioned in the verse, that my punishment I will afflict with whomsoever I please, and my rahmah and mercy encompasses everything. So the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala encompasses every part of his creation. Whether it be the believers or non-believers, the animals, the vegetation, everything benefits from the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But in the akhirah, the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is exclusive for the mu'minin. And then further on he says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I would 
then decree this mercy for those who have taqwa. فَسَأَكْتُبُهَا لِلَّذِينَ يَتَّقُونَ وَيُؤْتُونَ الزَّكَاهُ وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ عَنْ آيَاتِنَا وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ بِآيَاتِنَا يُؤْمِنُونَ And those who believe in our signs. And amongst them, he describes in the next verse, الَّذِينَ يَتَّبِعُونَ الرَّسُولَ النَّبِيَّ الْأُمِّيِّ Amongst them will be those people, in other words, for whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept a special rahmah, those who make ittiba' and follow the Rasul al-Nabi. So two qualities of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa mentioned, and were mentioned to Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam, the Rasul and the Nabi. Generally, the easy and well-known meaning of Rasul and Nabi is a Rasul is that Prophet that was sent with a new Sharia, and a Nabi is a Prophet that was sent and follows the Sharia of a Rasul. So a Rasul is a Nabi, but every Nabi is not a Rasul. So here Rasulullah is being described to Sayyidina Musa السلام, which means to the Bani Israel as well, that those who will follow and make ittiba' of the Rasul and the Nabi al-Ummi, and his description is given, the unlettered Rasul and Nabi. Al-Ummi means a person who does not read and write. So for the normal person, being unable to read and write is a defect. It's something which is not praiseworthy. But for Rasulullah in an environment where the eloquence of the Arabic language was at its pinnacle and peak, this person lives with them for 40 years without telling a lie or engaging in any type of wrong. And suddenly at the age of 40, he is reciting such verses of events which happened in the past, which nobody taught him because he never interacted with the people of the previous scriptures. He informs them of events of the future, which we see have materialized the eloquence of the verses which he recite are all-encompassing. Sometimes his own words, which are inspired by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, are all-encompassing and it has great depth in, in its meaning. This itself was a sign of the nubuwa of Rasulullah sallallahu So him being unlettered was actually a sign of his greatness. It was a sign that if this person doesn't have a teacher, cannot read and cannot write, how is it possible for him to prepare such verses with such eloquence and the sequence which cannot be challenged even in the time of, of, of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when the, the, the ability of the Arabs was such that they would say poetry from sunset to, to the morning without repeating words twice. The, the grasp of the Arabic language was so strong. And now this person comes, he's eloquent, he's honest, he's got all the, the beautiful signs of a noble person. He never had a teacher, he never read any scriptures, he cannot read any scriptures. And now he is reciting and mentioning of Musa alayhi salam, he's saying about Isa alayhi salam, about Adam alayhi salam, but all these people who pass and events in their lives also, sometimes like the one of Musa alayhi salam in great detail, which was not rejected or denied by the people who, who possessed the scriptures of the past. So this was one of the signs of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, al-ummi, alladhi yajidunahu maktuban. So they had the description of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In the verse further on, Allah says, فَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا بِهِ وَعَزَّرُوهُ وَنَصَرُوهُ وَاتَّبَعُوا النُّورَ الَّذِي أُنزِلَ مَعَهُ أُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُفْلِحُونَ Those people who venerate and respect and dignify this Nabi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and support him, and they follow and make ittiba' of that nur and light which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed unto him in the Qur'an, most certainly those are the successful ones. So here the ulama say, it's not only sufficient that we say we believe in Allah and we believe in Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, but with belief in Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is ittiba' of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, following his way, being obedient to his way. So not just expressing uh, uh, Iman in Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, but also ittiba' and following Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam 
in the way he understood this world and the way he presented our understanding of deen and dunya. Then there's another verse where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us of the nation of a, one of the groups of the Bani Israel. It was a, a small town. They, they lived on the banks of or on the seashore. And they were well known for fishing. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructed them on, it was the test of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that on the day of Saturday you are not allowed to catch fish. And to test them, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the fish seem more evident and easy to catch on the Saturday. So they could see the fish, but they were not allowed to, to catch. So they decided that we will now apply our intellect and our intelligence and we will try to act clever in front of the injunction of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they, they dug a canal next to the place where they noticed the abundant fish and, the, and the, 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 the day before they would seal it and just before Saturday commenced they would open up that canal so all the water and the fish would go into that pond that they had prepared or the dam that they had prepared on the side thinking that now okay we tricked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala na'udhu billah these people were warned by people of their own community there were two groups there was one group that looked at them and said why are you doing this and then they were unable to convince them the second group continued so the first uh, group said to the second who was continuously warning them that why are you continuously telling these people maybe the adab of Allah the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is about to be set upon them so this group says we are only reminding them so we have an excuse to present to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of Qiyamah whatever is to happen will happen we will present the, the, our reminder to them and the guidance is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala perhaps they would uh, pay attention and take heed and uh, learn from what we are saying to them and turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and if not then at least on the day of Qiyamah we can say, Oh Allah, that we saw this person doing something wrong. We tried our utmost to remind or support or assist this person. I did my duty. We need to see in our lives, respected brothers, how many things are happening in our life and how many times we have the ability to stop it. We are able to at least remind or give a good word. And when, when we remind also, the reminder should be with goodness. This is also of utmost importance. Reminding doesn't mean shouting at people, screaming at people, belittling people. The, 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 the scholars say Man amara bil amruhu bi That person who, who instructs or encourages people to do good His approach and methodology of encouragement should also be good So saying something good in a harsh manner Does not yield good benefit and, and fruitful outcomes So eventually Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed this particular nation And one more verse Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addressed the souls of the entire mankind and he said it is known as the pledge that human beings took with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he said am I not your Lord and they said Bala, most certainly you are O Allah so some scholars say this happened at a particular point in time Abdullah ibn Abbas says that when Sayyidina Adam السلام, came to this dunya, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made this pledge with all the souls which were to come into this world through him. But more than that, respected brother, some ulama explain that this pledge is actually manifest till today. In every day of our life, there is a manifestation of how the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is acknowledging that Allah is the Rabb. Everything that you look at tells you that I am contingent, I am independent, I did not bring myself into existence. There must have been some being who is independent of all needs that would have brought me into existence. 
And this is a manifestation of the continuity of this pledge which is in front of us. So a person shouldn't say, oh, I can't remember that particular pledge which I took with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So therefore, I've got an excuse on the day of Qiyamah. The, the pledge commenced on one particular occasion, but the continuity of all the signs we see around us, all the signs within us, we are told to ponder within ourselves. We've got one body and so many sophisticated parts in every part of our body. There's so many emotions attached to each and every person. There's so many emotions attached to family members. There's so many interactions we have. There's so many intricacies of life. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created all these intricacies. These are all signs that nothing is happening at randomly. Everything has been decreed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and there's a particular pattern that everything follows to come into existence. Nothing brought itself into existence. So thus Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, so that antaqulu yawm al-qiyamah. When these things are in front of us, the creation, when we see and ponder from the small to the big of the creation of Allah, no person can say on the day of Qiyamah, inna kunna an hadha ghafilin. Oh Allah, we were heedless. We didn't know that there were these signs that the beautiful sun and all, how a dead land becomes alive when the rain falls and how beautiful plants look when they start growing and the different seasons, how they change. All the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are all manifestations of this particular pledge that we took with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Look at that and you will see that these are reminding you of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In everything there is a sign that indicates towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, or somebody perhaps would say that إِنَّمَا أَشْرَكَ آبَاؤُنَا مِنْ قَبْلِ That our forefathers, they ascribe partners with Allah and we just did what our forefathers did. No, every person is, 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 is required to apply his mind. Even if a person is in a jungle, he would be able to see the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and at least come to the realization that there has to be a being that has created this beautiful system and it didn't just happen accidentally. So this is some of the verses which we covered tonight. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq to benefit from the remainder of the month of Ramadan. Respect the brothers, one week is gone already. Last week we were looking for the moon and uh, uh, we started the month of Ramadan and we said just watch how quickly it moves. Our life is passing by like this and every second is valuable. Let us take advantage and a reminder again to continuously recite what Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa encouraged us to recite. Ashadu an la ilaha illallah. Nastawfirullah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka al-jannah wa na'udhu bika min al-nab. Let us recite it abundantly insha'Allah. Salutations on Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And take our time to make dua to thank Allah for giving us the ability to at least congregate in the house of Allah and perform our salatu al-taraweeh and all our salawat. Uh, together inshallah alhamdulillah and we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for giving us good conditions in comparison to many other parts of the world may Allah keep our community and the ummah safe inshallah and give us the ability to obey him in the best way possible inshallah for the remainder of our lives wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa salatu wa salamu ala sayyidina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een allahumma allimna ma yanfa'una wa anfa'na bima allamtana wa zidna ilma يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين الحمد لله رب العالمين